Welcome to Life Talks with Lauren. This podcast is all about having conversations around what's real for us and swapping shame and judgment for courage and connection. We'll cover topics like self-love, relationships, body image, mental health, and so much more. Think of it like getting together with one of your good friends and chatting about life. So grab your glass of wine, mug of tea, or your favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Life Talks with Lauren podcast. Um, This is episode 145, which is weird because I got a notification from Podbean and it was like, congratulations on 150 episodes. I was like, I don't think I'm there yet. Am I just bad at counting? But who knows? Who knows? Um, Anyway, thank you to those who have reached out and said they're excited that we're back on the podcast and who've been listening and supporting. Um, Even if you're just, you know, a friend or whatever, and you are just giving me a listen again to support me. My husband listens to this podcast. He started listening to it while he was deployed because he wanted to hear my voice. And I, he was in the shower the other day and I heard him listening to it. And I was just like, that's so sweet of him. So supportive. I did get one critique that someone was asking me about the soundproofing in my office. And I'm like, I live in base housing. (laughs) And these walls echo, they're like concrete walls or whatever. Um, And so the sound, you know what, like I do this podcast myself and I, um, I don't really mix it or anything if I'm being honest, because at this point in time, I don't really have a lot of listeners. Again, a lot of my listeners are just like people I know personally or have met through Instagram and stuff. Um, but if it is something that bothers you, cause I know how it feels to get to the point where like you won't listen to a podcast because the sound is just annoying. Sometimes I've heard episodes of podcasts where it's like multiple people and they're like getting really excited and talking over each other. And I'm just like, no, I got to turn it off. So if it ever does get to the point where the sound is kind of like you hear it and you're like, I got to turn this off. This is so annoying. Um, please let me know. I think if it'd be more so maybe people who are like professional podcasters or at least people who understand sound and stuff. Cause me personally, I'm like, it sounds fine to me. (laughs) But again, um, if this podcast does happen to grow, I will make necessary changes and I have no problem with critiques or, um, any sort of constructive criticism. So you're always welcome to tell me if there's something that you want to see improved or something that bothers you or whatever. I am all ears. Um, speaking of, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode where I read my story, but I listened back to it and I was just like, <laughs> this story's kind of corny. But you know what? It's not bad for my first story and it was fun to write. It was fun to read. I don't know if I'll be writing any more fiction stories. It didn't really, I guess, translate the way I wanted it to. I think that happens a lot for writers just in general. I mean, I don't know if there's ever a time where I really like my writing. So I just do it and hope for the best. And sometimes people resonate and, you know... Sometimes I feel good. I felt good when I wrote that story and I felt proud of it. And that's the story that got me my degree. So I guess it did good things for me. But anyway, um, let's see, life updates. 
I am just coming out of a funk. I'm actually like a little bit tired today. I hung out with a friend last night on a Sunday night and then I was just like my mind was buzzing so I didn't sleep well but I still just got up my normal time for the gym because it's such a habit for me and I didn't want to miss my window at the gym where it's not as busy so I was up at like 7 30 and I went to the gym and then I went grocery shopping and went to the post office and came home I'm starting a styling series on Instagram where I'm styling like a closet staple or basic in as many ways as I can think of, Um, which actually if I did that, it would probably be infinite. But (laughs) this weekend I put together 11 looks with a mock turtleneck sleeveless bodysuit. That's a mouthful. So I shared that today. I edited one of the videos and uploaded that and then... I tried to take a little nap, but uh, I'm just wired right now. I did drink a lot of caffeine too, so that probably doesn't help. Um, So if I, well, I'm even saying um right now, and I feel like I never do that on this podcast. I'm usually pretty good at keeping a consistent flow of thoughts going without breaking it, but forgive me for being imperfect today and this week. I actually am a week behind on recording episodes because I was supposed to record one last week but again like I was in a funk and then I Jason stayed home Friday and he was gonna we were gonna do one together and then he at the last minute told me he had other plans other things to do so I was like well shit I guess I'll just wait so I probably am gonna record two episodes this week Um, so I'll have to find something else to talk about so that you have something next week since I promised you I'd be back here. Um, but yeah, like I said, just in a funk, you know, hormonal girl stuff. And I, let's see, I had like a, I had a pretty shitty roller derby practice. Was it not what, not last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before to where I put on my skates and I suddenly was just like in my head. I also had to move around my workout routine because right now it's so intense. Like there is no break throughout the week where I'm like doing anything light to where on practice days, on Wednesdays, I do a two a day. So I'll still go to the gym at 8 a.m. and then I'll go practice derby at like 6 p.m. And my Wednesday workout is usually upper body, but I... I do it with, I do active rest. So instead of resting between sets, I do the row machine, like sprints on the row machine for a minute and then go straight back to the exercise. And so I'm usually like pretty shot on Wednesdays. And because I hadn't had practice for, you know, months, literally, I didn't have to worry about it. But I showed up to practice two Wednesdays ago and my legs were just like done. And that's really scary because like, that I feel like is how injuries happen is you're not as stable and then you kind of lose your balance. That's how I broke my ankle in the first place. So I just started to get in my head. Then I started to feel awkward and uncomfortable on skates. And then I thought, oh my gosh, like I'm um, regressing. Is that the word? Anyway, I'm doing worse now. And I, I feel like everyone wants me to do so well. And 
I forgot that it was like my only my fourth practice back. So I was putting a lot of pressure on myself and obviously PMSing played a huge factor in that. And I hated that I felt afraid because I wanted to be so brave when I put my skates back on. So there was just a lot going on. I came home and Jason had already had the shower started for me and I just got in there and just started bawling and was like, oh, I felt so discouraged. And I don't know. I I just, again, felt like I was going back to old ways as a skater. I think sometimes I blame myself for my injury that like it was because I was timid and afraid and I don't want to be now, but I think it's normal to be afraid. And when the accident happened, I actually wasn't being timid. I was very like confident in my skating that day. So I think shit just happens and I really need to just ease up on myself sometimes. I am working on a project right now where I'm writing about perfectionism and what it's meant in my life and ways that it's held me back. And so it's like moments like that where I remember that I, me being hard on myself is not going to make me a better skater. And so I just went home and allowed myself to cry it out. I didn't go to practice that Sunday either, but I did go last Wednesday and I was still hesitant about it. I was just like, oh, what kind of day is it going to be? When I was recovering, I was watching videos on people who've come back to roller derby and skating in general after injury. And one thing someone said that stood out was that you are going to have bad days and good days on skates, just like anything else. And she's like, don't be afraid to, if you're having a bad day on skates, just take them off and be done with it and maybe do an off skates workout or something, but just like, let it go. So that's what I tried to do. And I returned to last Wednesday's practice with a good attitude again. And I'm so glad that I went because I felt a lot more confident on skates. I did also change my workout routine so that I wasn't doing that really tough workout on Wednesday. Um, So I did feel like I had a lot more energy and strength to complete the practice. So that was just a really good lesson for me to not assume that one bad day or one bad practice means that I am bad at whatever it is that I do. And that applies to anything. And it's so important for me to show up after I am afraid or after I have a bad time because I need to prove to myself that I am actually doing better than I think. There were, I was there a few Thursdays ago also skating and I don't know if you've ever seen any movies about roller derby, but where they do like the whip thing where one person just like whips the other person around the track. And that's something that's required for us for like our basic skills test to pass that and I have to repass it. Um, So I've been practicing for that. And so I asked one of the coaches if she would do whips with me. And there's kind of hurdles that I have to get over now that I'm back on skates. One of them has been falling and like accidentally falling and like it catching me off guard. I hadn't fallen yet up to this point because All I've been doing is like, you know, skating forward transitions, backward skating and stuff like that. And I don't usually fall for that kind of stuff. And then whips, uh, whips have gotten me a few times. I once like really face planted and landed on my stomach and knocked all the air out of like, it was not fun. But anyway, so the coach 
gives me like a good whip. And I felt my weight start to shift backwards. And that's how I injured myself in the first place is I like started to fall to fall. And I think I overcompensated by going backwards. So I fell backwards on my ankle and I've like had that fear. I've been thinking about that ever since. And like thinking about what I would do if I started to fall backwards on skates again. And I've mentally prepared to fling myself forward. So I started to go backwards and I flung myself forward and like slid, landed on my hip, um, and like slid forward. I think I like landed on my, the, my left knee, but on my hip too, cause it was a hard fall and just slid forward. And I was like, I stood up and I was like, okay, we're good. We did it. We high-fived. And then it was important that at, right after that, I got up and we went around the track and did another whip right away. Because one thing that roller derby has been so good for me is in facing that kind of fear, like a such a high level of fear for me and conquering that and just proving to myself over and over again that I can do things that scare me and getting out of my comfort zone. So I'm glad that I have such a wonderful coach, coaches that, that push me even when I'm scared and they teach me to trust in myself. So other than that, life has been good. Again, once I got out of that funk, you know when you're like PMSing and you're convinced that just everything is wrong and your life is falling apart and I've gotten better at being able to talk myself through that. But I do think that I suffer from PMDD. If you've never heard of that, it's, oh, what does it stand? Premenstrual depressive disorder. Um, It's just like a really intense level of PMS. And there have been months where it will lead me into like suicidal thoughts, like because you really do go into a depression. And so I am always afraid when I start to feel that, but I think I handled it really well this time. I kept myself active even when I didn't want to. I made sure to schedule time with friends even when I wanted to be antisocial. I journaled twice a day and that helped a lot to keep things, you know, like just to keep things flowing. I journal three pages every session. So it takes like, I journal like 20 minutes twice a day. And yeah, starting to do that morning and night has really been helpful for me to just like work through anything I'm going through. So this past weekend, we went out for a friend's husband's birthday and had a lot of fun. And then I just was a homebody the rest of the weekend, aside from going to practice. And I embraced it instead of having FOMO. One thing that I started to feel after Jason went on his deployment this year was like, I started dreading the weekends because I just was so lonely and I had to find things to fill my time. But it just, no matter how much time I spent with friends, no matter how late I stayed out, I just felt so lonely because I was just missing him so deeply. Like, you know, that's your person. And so I've been trying to make weekends more fun by intentionally scheduling time with friends on Friday nights. And then Saturday or Saturday nights, Jason and I are doing date nights. doesn't even have to be anything serious. Like this weekend, we ordered chilies and watched movies. We watched The Little Mermaid finally, the live action version. It was okay. I was kind of spacey with it, but you know, it was, it was very nostalgic in a, in a way. Um, and then, yeah, I try. So I'm trying not to go out Saturday nights anymore so that I'm fresh for Sunday 
derby practice. So that was pretty much my weekend. Other than, like I said, hanging out with a friend last night, which was really cool. We went for a drive because it was thunderstorming. Well, it, there was a little thunder, more like lightning and rain. So we went for a drive and just like chatted. And those are always, I think, really healing moments with people. So the main thing that I, I think I'm going to keep this episode short because again, if you can't tell, I'm just kind of like, my speech is kind of choppy today. My thoughts are a little bit all over the place, but I wanted to just bring up something because I talked about this to Jason the other week at the beach. And then I saw that somebody in one of the Facebook groups I'm a part of posted something similar, just about feeling jealousy about girlfriends. Like, you know, we have our friends in our lives and there's all this, we always talk about empowering and uplifting each other and making space for the people who cheer us on and all of that. But like, what about that dark side of us that sometimes feels jealousy or we feel inadequate and how do we respond in that way? I know in the past I used to feel jealous. I mean, I used to like really my when my self-esteem was a lot lower than it is now I felt the jealousy a lot more often than I do and what I did with that jealousy at the time was I would give these friends like backhanded compliments or say snarky things or whatever it was and I knew that I was doing it I just didn't know how to stop and I can't remember if I felt shame for that at the time or if I just didn't really know how to have a healthy relationship with women before I actually started working on how to be a friend and and things like that. But I think sometimes shame can creep in when we think that we're more evolved yet we're still having what we think are these like low level or low vibration thoughts and feelings. And so I was telling Jason We were just like floating in the water and the beach and just, I I love, we have our best talks either when we're like drinking at a pub or bar together or when we're like floating in the water because your phones are, you know, on the shore usually. And so we were just talking and I, I just, it was something that had been on my mind that I did, I did and maybe still a little bit do feel a sense of shame when I feel jealousy toward other women, especially if it's like close friends or girls that I know that I love. And I was telling him like, sometimes I'll feel that and I will like look at somebody, what they have going on or look at their post and like their, not necessarily outfit. No, if I see a good outfit, I'm like, get it girl. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a specific example of something that triggers me. I think just if someone is doing well in something that I want to be good at, or, you know, they say envy is like a form of like, it tells you what you want. So it's something to pay attention to, but sometimes I'll feel that. And then I won't like, I'll just feel this kind of like shut down. I'll start to kind of shut down and What I do when I notice it consciously is I will like force myself to either like their post or reach out and send them an encouraging message or leave a positive comment or whatever it is because I'm like, I know that there's that side of me that feels that way 
whether it's because I feel inadequate in comparison or I'm feeling insecure in that area or whatever it is. But when I recognize it, I'm like, oh girl, like I make myself do the opposite, I guess, reaction that I want to have because I don't ever want to go back to that person who would say hurtful things to friends and would try to bring them down to my level or lower or whatever. That was never me and it never felt good to me. And so when I shared this with Jason, he was like, he's like, yeah, Lauren, like that's fine. Like that's normal. He's like, I feel jealous sometimes too. And he's like, I think what it's what you do with it that really matters. So the fact that you do challenge yourself to then reach out to that person and encourage them or support them, he's like, that's what matters. And that's so true because we have, as humans, like so many different emotions and feelings and sometimes they're just so automatic, so deeply conditioned, whatever it is that we don't either don't like realize it or we can't control it or whatever. But when we become conscious of that, what we do with it is what matters. So you might have the initial reaction, but then you can ground yourself and think like, okay, I'm aware of this. What do I want to do about it now? And you know, sometimes you might not make the best decision or it might take a a few times, but I think it's worse to wallow in shame and think that you're just such a bad person and you'll never change. But I think you should give yourself that encouragement of, you know, even if I make just a little adjustment here, how about I go from saying a snarky backhanded compliment to not saying or compliment? Yeah, backhanded compliment to not saying anything at all. And then maybe from there I can grow to start to encourage them and move on from there. And I don't know, I just I think we're always going to be feeling our I guess, uglier emotions, but we can control how we respond to those emotions. One last thing that I want to, that I remind myself when I feel this way is that the people that I love, their wins are my wins regardless. So it benefits me when the people around me are doing well. And when I join in on that celebration, we all get to you know, I guess celebrate that feel good again. Words are not my friend today. So I don't even know what I'm trying to say here, but I hope that you do. And you're finishing my sentences in your mind, but I, you get what I'm saying. Like we, we all win together. Somebody else's it's one, it's like one of the lines that I have in my body acceptance book. Her beauty doesn't take from my own. I can admire somebody else's beauty or success or whatever it is without feeling like that sucked something away from me. If anything, it adds to my life and everyone that's around this person. And then we just keep uplifting each other and we all live happily ever after. So I just wanted to bring this topic up this week in case you ever feel jealous and you wonder if you're like secretly a mean girl or an asshole and you're just being fake and you're just hiding it really well. Because that's something that I definitely was wondering about myself. And now that I had that conversation with Jason and just thought about it more, it just normalized it for me and made me feel less like a psycho. So I hope that it benefits you as well. I, like I said, I'm going to keep this episode short this week. 
If you have any requests for an upcoming episode, come tell me on Instagram. I'm at Lauren M. Kendrick. Give me any feedback. Come chat with me about your thoughts, something that resonated with you this episode. would love to hear from you, and I will talk to you again next week. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Have an idea you want to pitch or just feel like chatting with me about the episode? Come find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Can't wait to hear from you.